Welcome, everyone. Welcome back. It's Shannon, your something new podcaster, and I would like to welcome everyone back to episode five, y'all. Episode five of my podcast, A Year of Grace. Oh my goodness, y'all. What a journey this has been. So fantastic. I cannot tell y'all how much I am loving being able to be with y'all in a time when it is convenient for y'all. I love blogging. I love posting on Instagram every day. I love being with y'all in my stories on Instagram. I adore our go live events. But this, y'all, this is specifically and completely geared towards you, your time frame, your schedule. I've heard from many of you that you were taking me with you as you drive to and from work. I've heard from you that you are walking, biking, exercising, completing your housework. Oh, y'all, it is just fantastic. I love, love, love each and every single one of y'all. And I'm delighted that the Lord gave us this time together, that he filled my heart with this vision just about a year ago. And that the chief and my girl have helped me and helped me and helped me bring this to reality. One of my great loves, which is a good thing, y'all, since it is what our father has called this Texas girl to do, is sharing about him with other women. Admittedly, it is hard for me to do that and stay calm (laughs) because he has so changed my life. He has so brought epic, joyful bounty to my life. It is hard for me to sit passively here in my chair and speak into my microphone. Many of y'all have asked that I ask the chief to get some pictures of me podcasting to (laughs) y'all. I definitely will do that and I will post them to my blog. If you're not following my blog, you really need to be following my blog. (laughs) We have the best time there. We are building our something new community day by day, adventure by adventure. And our podcasting time together has truly become a magnificent icing on the cake, this Texas girl who loves to cook, but not to bake. (laughs) Many of y'all I know can relate because many of you find, like I do, that you're much better as a chef than as a baker. I cook as I do, goodness, y'all, most everything, if not everything else, from my heart. It's all God-driven. It's all God-directed. And now we have tears at four minutes and three seconds. I declare, y'all, many of you have encouraged me to try not to cry in podcasting, and I promise you I'm trying. He directs every single element of my life. How can I not be overwhelmed with gratitude for that? That's what I want for each and every one of my sweet sisters. So it's a good thing 
as I said, that he called me to ministry. It's also somewhat of a shocking thing that he called me to ministry. It's not shocking, however, that my love for y'all grows every single day. I think of you. I pray for you. I am always, always, always pulling for you. As we have begun our time together in podcast Bible study, which is what it's become, quite seriously, we've begun our time in the Old Testament book of Psalms. Now, y'all don't mind me if you hear me sniffling. I am trying to do that discreetly, just like that. (laughs) But it's not working. It's just because I love y'all so much. If we were all together in a corporate setting for Bible study, many more of you would be crying too. I already know because many of you embrace life exactly like this Texas girl does, straight from your hearts, straight with passion, straight with generosity of spirit, straight with a plan for action, action, action. Many others of you, I know, feel things every bit as deeply, but you're like, y'all, stop crying. There's nothing to cry about. Everything's going to be fine. <laughs> oh, y'all have shared with me and shared with me how much the words from Psalm 67, <clears throat> pardon me, verses one and two resonate with you. Regardless of whether or not you have a Bible, does not matter to me at all. It also does not matter to God. He already knows everything that's written there. (laughs) So it would be nice if you had one, but he is holding you no grudge for not having one. In fact, good news, I will read this verse to you, Psalm 67, verse 1, and then I will continue in to Psalm 67, verse 2, and then we are going straight today, shockingly, to the New Testament. May God be gracious to us And there's that and we've talked about it. Remember, we're continuing on. May God be gracious to us and bless us and make his face shine upon us that your ways may be known on earth, your salvation among all nations. Psalm 67, verse one and then verse two. Now, what is the psalmist speaking of here? What is the psalmist trying to help us to see? The grace of our Father is limitless. Yes, certainly. The grace of our Father is a blessing. Absolutely. The grace of our Father is unmerited grace. His undeserved favor will play out in themes again and again and again in our lives because His grace exists again and again and again at work in our lives. We won't escape it, even if we try to escape Him, as some sweet sisters are known to try to do, because they have an argument with Him, because they don't want to be seen as poor and needy, by him or by another sweet sister because they don't want to be mocked because truly y'all there are what we like to call in the Christian community little pet sins 
I say that in quotes, little pet sins. Those little sins are little pet sins that, that, that don't really separate us from Christ. Sure, he, he, he's not a fan, but they don't separate us. We will never outrun his grace, escape his grace, be done with his grace, because he only looks at us, his daughters, with his grace. When we go and we study in the New Testament, my goodness, the world of grace comes to life for us in the form of the human man, our Lord and Savior, my Lord and Savior, Jesus. Jesus. When we look at the New Testament, the first book that we encounter is the book of Matthew. Now, Matthew was one of our original 12 apostles. He was there, sweet sisters, to witness so, so, so much of Jesus's earthly ministry. He is generally regarded as the apostle whose book, whose gospel is at the first of the New Testament because there's every indication that, number one, it was written with a Hebrew audience as its focus, or equally as likely, he wrote it in two copies, one in Hebrew, one in Hebrew, the other in Greek. The Old Testament Hebrew, the New Testament Greek, the same God. Do not let that ever be a stumbling block. Now, when I come back, we are going to begin a look at Matthew. We are going all the way, (laughs) and I giggle, up to chapter 5 to focus on our verse for today and see how when we overlay the two, the verse from Psalm, the verse that I will be sharing with you from Matthew 5, when we overlay those two and we see what they mean in our walks, we will begin to have further proof of God's gift of grace in our lives. We'll do that in just one more moment. Hi, this is Meg and you are listening to A Year of Grace by the Something New Podcaster. She'll be right back after this short break. book of Matthew. In chapter one, we find the genealogy of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. Absolutely fascinating. We find a record of the birth of Christ. We find in chapter two, the early days of Christ's life. 
and to his childhood. When he went and he lived in a town called Nazareth. In chapter 3, we are going to see such events as the baptism of Jesus. Chapter 4, the temptation of Jesus, followed immediately by the time when Jesus began to preach, called his first disciples, and healed the sick. Chapter 5, let me begin. Verse 1 and into verse 2. Now, these are Matthew's words. Now, when he saw the crowds, this means when Jesus saw the crowds who were coming to witness his earthly ministry, he, Jesus, went up on a mountainside and sat down. His disciples came to him. Remember last time we talked about the call? The call of God on our lives. God the Father, Jesus the Son. The call of God on our lives can be likened to the call, the voice of the shepherd reaching out, calling to his flock uh, on a field, on a pasture, mountainside. When he saw the crowds, he went up on a mountainside and sat down. His disciples came to him. Remember, we shared, you're called to come and then to go. And he began to teach them, saying, let's skip ahead now to verse 6. Now, remember I've talked to you at length about things not to let become stumbling blocks. In the South, we may say the first word of these verses, blessed or blessed, it makes no difference. You may say blessed are those or blessed or those. It matters not one little bitty, bitty bit. Do not let such things become stumbling blocks in your walk. Why? When you do, you leave yourself open for arguments. The next time we are together, we are going to talk about arguments, the silly quarrels, the things that don't matter, but serve as distractions from our call, our walk, living out the grace that our Father has blessed us with. The things that hinder us, the things that can hinder our sweet sisters. Blessed, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Okay, now when we take this verse from Matthew, and we combine it, lay it on top of, analyze it next to the verse from the psalmist in Psalm 67, verses 1 and 2. Immediately, things will jump out at us. We did nothing to reserve, deserve, dedicate ourselves to, pay for, earn, in any way, secure by our own merit, His grace. It is 100% about him, 0% about us. Blessed, blessed are those who, now in parentheses, you could almost add to yourself the word then. 
then. Blessed are those who then hunger and thirst for righteousness. Who then? Huh. What in the world does that mean? He's called us. He's gifted us. He's graced us. He knit us together in our mother's womb. We've discussed these vocal formative verses at length. We believe the breadth and counsel, the width of his word to be truth. How then are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness filled? What could he possibly mean there by righteousness? Why would Jesus Christ, our Father on earth, the man in his earthly ministry, use such a term as to say, when we are hungry, when we are thirsty, we will be filled when we hunger and thirst for righteousness, then we're blessed. Then we're blessed. What could that mean? Let's think that through. We've already been gifted. We've already been graced. So to be hungry, to be thirsty, as we see here in Matthew 5, 6, Then we're blessed, then we're blessed when we're filled, when our hunger and our thirst is for righteousness. As soon as I come back, I'll have the answer to that significant question. Hi, this is The Chief, and you are listening to A Year of Grace by The Something New Podcaster. She'll be right back after this short break. Y'all, what could Matthew possibly mean in including this teaching in his gospel account of Christ, of Jesus in his earthly ministry? What I believe we focus on here is the recurrent nature of both hunger and thirst. When are we ever not hungry. When are we ever not thirsty? Exactly. Right after a nourishing meal, a refreshing beverage, we are not hungry and we are not thirsty right after we've been filled. But (laughs) Jesus, the earthly man, knew what would happen. Time And time and time again, the nourishment, the refreshment that we would receive from being filled would wear off. We would grow hungry again. We would grow thirsty again. The recurrent nature is what Jesus was referring to in this specific teaching. He's saying, blessed or blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. In both the Old Testament Hebrew and here in the New Testament Greek, righteousness 
means to be upright, to be just, to be righteous, to be in right standing with our Father. It is our Father's commanding state in which He wants us to exist. It is also His judgment for us. Will we be found in right standing with our Father? Blessed, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Our Father wants His daughters to hunger and thirst for a right relationship with Him, right standing with Him. A judgment where we are on the right side of him. He has called us, Romans eleven twenty nine tells us, after knitting us together in our mother's womb, Psalm one thirty nine thirteen tells us, and he's gifted and graced us. He's made his face shine upon us for a goal, for a purpose that we may then be a testimony to other sweet sisters who are stuck in that merry-go-round of a relationship renaissance where we seek and put faith and hope and time and tears in any relationship outside of with our Father. We will never, sisters, I believe this, we will never be as effective for him as we might otherwise have been had we sought righteousness in him, with him, through him. Right standing will fill our hunger, will quench our thirst, will enable us to take his gracious gifts and begin walking forward confidently in the purpose that He has in store for us in our lives. His purpose is not so that we do anything less. He has a magnificent purpose, a sensational purpose, an epic purpose for each of His daughters. Not just me, not just you, each and Every single one of us. The next time that we gather together, as we continue to explore how to determine that purpose, how to go about finding what he may have in mind for us, how to continue to grow in our faith and our trust of that purpose, because ultimately when we trust that purpose, we trust him, him, his will, the only relationship in which we can fully invest our faith and our hope. We will continue to make way to clear space, to allocate time, to allocate room in our lives, in our calendars, in our schedules, whereby which we will be filled 
by him. That hunger, that thirst will continue to take over our lives. I know it happens. It happened to me. It still happens to me. And so I will save those stories for another day when we gather together once again to come learn more about him and his mighty word. Until that day, y'all, I pray that he will honor and bless this time that we have shared together to his full purpose. And so now, for me, in Texas, that's a wrap. Bye for now.